Here we are with another episode of Communication Woke. This is instructor Michelle Buck. And today I have brought for you um, someone who is in charge of an organization that has been through change over the last couple of years. And so we're going to talk about communicating change in your organization and then how to communicate with empathy. How do you relate to your clients, your customers, your patients? How do you relate to the people that you serve with empathy? So starting out, I have here Dean Faye Jones, who is our dean at Nashville State of our Learning Center, which includes our libraries and testing center. And if you think of libraries nationwide, libraries have gone through quite a metamorphosis over the last 10 years, and even more so probably in the last five years. And Dean Jones was able to successfully do that with her library, where now it is the most popular place, I believe, here on this college campus, and I've blogged about this before. So um, Dean Jones, when it was time to implement some change in that the uh, society was just going so digital, you realized that, and how did you initially begin communicating change in your organization to your employees first? What were some of the things that you said? Well, one of the first things we did was when I was put in this position, the president of the college at the time made a statement, there are lots of people in the learning center, but there aren't very many people in the library and funding will follow students. When I came to the library, I realized pretty quickly that it wasn't anything the library was doing wrong. We were just following some old patterns that weren't serving us anymore. Hmm. So we had students who wanted to come in and check their email, but we were sending them on to the Learning Center to do that because they weren't doing research. And... um, So I just pointed out that the friendlier we were and allowed them to do some of these other activities, they were more likely to stay and then do their research, ask us questions and things like that. So that was probably the first thing I did. The second thing that we did as a group was realize that we needed more computers. One of the myths, I think, at our level is that Mm -hmm. everybody has a computer. Okay. And okay. they don't need, you know, computers when they come in the library. And that may be true at some places. It's not true here. Students mm-hmm. still, they can't do some of their assignments on their phones. Right. They still right. need some computers. They may have a, or even if they can do some of their assignments on their phones, they may not have printers at home. So they have to have access okay. in the library to those sorts of um, services. Okay. Then... Another thing I did was that at the time when I came in, if a student wanted to do research from home, they had to have this very long, and I mean, it was so long, web address that they had to type in at home to get to our databases. So um, at the very first library director's meeting I attended, we found out, or I found out because a lot of other people knew this, there was something called a proxy server. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That we could get really, really cheaply, and I mean free, and students would be able to get online uh, from home. So there were just little 
you know, tweaks that we tried to make because we needed to look at things from the student's perspective sure. and not from our perspective. And that's hard to do because it, it's very easy to think that your own perspective is the right one because sure. everybody has the same goal, which is to help students. But if students aren't coming in, it doesn't matter what you have. You have to be able to get them in and feel comfortable, then you're able to show them what you can help them with. That's a good point. And I think it's been fascinating to watch you since I came from uh, the corporate world and, and watch your organization. You haven't changed your mission. I mean, even since the, the Ben Franklin days, it's providing <laughs> information for uh, the populace. So you were able to change how the mission was accomplished, and, the, and you gave those three points, actually four, and, and then provide that same mission in a new way. And, and that's what I have found fascinating, as well as your friendly spirit. Because when we look at, I guess the, the big phrase now is disruption. So for the companies that are being disrupted or the industries that are being disrupted, it seems like they are not willing to change uh, they, they have the same mission, but they aren't willing to change how they implement mm -hmm. the mission. So did you have kind of some pushback initially from just various... Was it difficult to implement these changes? I know the students probably weren't. Uh, they, they didn't have any problems because they needed the change. <laughs> but were, were, yeah. was it difficult at first to implement some of these changes to be kind of more of a digital library? That's a good question. The... I think the, the difficulty was not so much that people did not want to help students, but they couldn't picture helping them in a different way. Okay. So yeah, there okay. was a little bit. There was a so little bit training, of pushback, and I think sometimes people felt um, a little bit put upon that sure. you know they people had done this job for a long time and felt that they knew how to do it, and so. My take was that I had not done this job for a long time at all. I had just come in here, and I was looking at it from a student's perspective. Hmm. And if Good. I didn't understand it, which I didn't, then I think some, and that students would not understand it. And we had to start looking at it from that perspective. But really, um, there was a little bit of pushback, but a lot of, most of the staff were really excited because... There were folks who sure. didn't want to turn students away when they were checking their email. Right, uh, right. There were student, there were faculty, or no, I'm sorry, there were um, staff members who really did want to do more than simply show them where a book was or show them a database. They wanted to work with them on how to judge sources. And, okay. Uh, probably the hardest thing, and this was not about pushback necessarily, it was just that our job changed so much. We went from, when I first came to this job, we spent like one night during the distance ed orientation. Okay. And we had, still had video courses then. Wow. And students were lined up from the desk all the way out the door while we checked out video boxes. Oh, goodness. Okay. So that's when we started. That's that was pretty old technology, and we were still doing a little of it. Of course, since then we've moved totally to online courses, and we've had to teach ourselves how to get into online courses, how to help students, because students don't necessarily know 
the ins and outs of getting into a course, printing from a course shell, uploading assignments. So we had to teach ourselves how to do that as well. And it sounds fairly simple, but you know, every hmm. management system has its own quirks. And sure. we needed to learn those and learn how to do it easily. And the thing that we hear most of the time is that students will come up and they'll say, I should know how to do this, but I don't. And I always say, why? Why would you think you should know how to do this? Yeah, this is a yeah. specific course management system that you've right. never used before. Right. Or a printer that you haven't printed off of. Or right. I, I'd hate to have to show anybody how to print anything. Well, <laughs> I'd hate to be the one to, <laughs> to well, be the expert. Let's face it, printers, printers mm-hmm. are grumpy little pieces they of equipment. They really are, yes, yes. So you really should never blame yourself for a printer problem. So we're kind of moving. <laughs> I, I just kind of threw mine away. <laughs> I just gave up long ago. Uh, so we're kind of moving then with that. Uh, not only did you all have to teach yourself so that you could help others, but then uh, you had a really good blog post today that I will have a link on my uh, iTunes coursework there for everyone to see about empathy, when you are helping others. And there's so many uh, industries where you help human beings. And it can be frustrating having the same question 200 times. Uh, We have students here that are uh, here at this college that are pretty well focused on STEM. They're they're gonna go into some sort of technical or medicine, which means they have to show another human how to do it. Mm -hmm. So you, in your blog today, said even if it's the thousandth time to have to show someone something that you know how, remember their perspective because it's their first time. So um, I guess that you would say that then is kind of the mantra of you and the staff here at the library. We try really hard to see ourselves in every student. Um, We're lucky. Um, Pam Gad, one of our staff members, took classes here, earned her associate's degree here. Okay. So she knows what it's like to not know how to do something or to be an adult student and learning for the first time. We have several really smart staff members who are right out of college. And so they also still remember what it's like to be a little nervous and sure. afraid. Sure. But we, we remind ourselves, and there will be times when I'm up at the desk and someone asks to print, and I'll hear a colleague say, you do this, 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 this. Like, and it's kind of fast, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Remember, this is their first time. And even, we, and we always just say, and it sounds like a lot of steps, so if you get confused, come right back up here, or just right. know, wave at us, and we'll come out and help. And we, we remind each other. You know, because it's it would it, we would be a group of saints if we didn't get sometimes a little irritated or frustrated, especially if the printers are not working or right. something's not working, or we've discovered this um, an assignment has been put in a course shell in a way that you can only print it one way, but it's not ah, intuitive. I'll have to remember that. So, yeah. <laughs> We may need to do an orientation for faculty at the beginning. But those sorts of things are one of the things we remember and that we see is just how upsetting those little things can make a student who's already unsure about whether he or she belongs here. Yeah, yeah. And our goal is that, to the best of our ability, 
these things will not prevent them from going on and doing well. Yes. Um, they're, you know, young students, because everybody says, oh, the young students are so tech savvy, they can be embarrassed to ask because they don't know how to do something that every young person should know how to do. Right. And then the adult students are as embarrassed as well because they think everybody else knows how to do it. And um, yeah. so we try to keep that in mind. We, we really talk about that a lot, you know, in staff meetings or just in general. And we usually have a couple of people up at the front desk. The other thing about this is just smart staffing yeah. so that yeah. no one is on their eighth hour. Okay. Of having to answer the same question. <laughs> so they, they get to rotate. Yeah. They're allowed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they can go to the bathroom. They can have some lunch. <laughs> so, and that helps. I mean, it really does help because, you know, uh, sometimes someone will say, to, you know, I'll, I'll take the printer problems. And I keep talking about printer problems, but it's just those sorts of things that, especially the first few weeks of the semester, we sure. do a lot of that because... We're open. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. that we're any more willing than any other office to help students, but we open at 730 mm. and we're open until 8 at night. Mm-hmm. So, and we always have someone here. Yeah. So that just makes us the kind of the hub for these sorts of questions. Um, the One nice. of the other things we've tried to do, which I did, I had to say, I'm, I am proud of this, is that... We do have a rule here that when someone calls us or someone asks for something we can't answer, that we just don't send them away. We okay. call that office to see if someone's there who can answer it, hopefully over the phone so we don't have to send students to another building. Yeah. yeah. But if we do, we still make sure someone's there and is expecting them before they go. Before they go hunting across. Before they go hunting, because that's so frustrating. I mean, and we've all had that experience. Yeah. Someone said, oh, you have to go to this other office, and then you get there, and there's no one there. Right. Or you get down a hallway, and all the doors look the same. You think, well, which office was it? Right, right. In in college campuses, (laughs) yes, lots of things look the same. And like at most colleges, I know ours is a good example, is when we're growing, we build more offices, and some of those offices Mm -hmm. are made out of hidden corridors. (laughs) And suddenly... Where faculty can hide. (laughs) Just go down this hallway where it looks like there's not a door. There will be one. And there suddenly a door will appear. (laughs) Not like at Hogwarts, but you can make it. Well, that is that's great, and I, I've been you know looking forward to uh, talking with you about this for for a while. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up, and that's I guess uh, without embarrassing you too much, you as a leader have been able to successfully communicate this change and this adaption and this empathy. And uh, one you mentioned Pam, but also I know that you have taken an online French class, I believe, and an online piano, which I don't know how that's done. No, it was an on-campus It was a piano. campus piano. So that kind of keeps you uh, feeling like a student and knowing uh, what it's like to be online and on ground. Then you also have communicated, have been the leader of what I consider in, in, in the business world, they say, going above and beyond. So a company, uh, the employees should not say, that's not my job. So that's kind of helped, like you say, you're, you're helping students with things other than research. So if they're trying to register, if they can't find the security office, if they have lost something, you all have kind of made yourselves above and beyond, almost like a concierge, <laughs> <laughs> that they can at least start with you. 
you're the Google <laughs> of the campus, <laughs> live and direct. Um, so I guess as we wind down, because I try to keep these at about 15 minutes or so, my objective with these lessons is how to use communication, how to be successful with communication. So someone listening to this who's headed out into the work world or has to be a boss and communicate change can learn that empathy really does work. Going above and beyond really does work. Uh, creating what they say is the experience, kind of like a Starbucks, creating a good experience uh, really does work. You've had kind of a customer service mindset that I think has helped with the growth. Um, and there's one final thing, if you'll just tell us like a, a quick story or something. You're also able to implement fun. You, you have a lot of contests, which I think help with uh, your popularity. So what's the latest contest that you have here at the library this week or this month? We are about to have our edible book exhibit. We're so you don't really eat paper? No. No. Okay. You can make something. It has to have food, and it has to have something to do with a book. And okay. we're going to judge those. Hopefully this is our first one, so we don't know how many um, participants we'll have, but we're excited about it. Students can? Students, yes. We definitely want okay. students to Be know, part of this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. We are also this coming month going to have, we're going to join, a lot of schools do this, but it's the long night against procrastination, so we're going to stay <laughs> open later and have some pizza, uh, okay. hopefully have a few of our tutors here, have a few breaks where students can come in and maybe win some door prizes and just a way to kind of start out that final couple That's, of weeks where you've got okay. to Okay, okay, so it's right about the time that things are due. Yeah, April 23rd, I think it is. Okay, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can think of my assignments that are due. <laughs> yep, good. And I guess if I could just add one more thing, I think if one of the things that we have done very well in this library is when it's time to hire, we look for people who have empathy. Mm-hmm. You know, That's people great. who have a sense sense of humor, sure. a sense of empathy. Um, we look for people who seem to want to laugh with us. You know, in mm. our interviews, we probably have some of the strangest interviews <laughs> because we are. You know, and we'll just say some like off-center, kind of weird, eccentric things that. And if they can take it, and if then... they understand it, okay. <laughs> then you're one so, of us. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of our job. We can train people to do, but yeah, that's good. The key is that we can't make people like people. Yeah, and that has to be because if you're not likable, people won't come in. They have yeah. other they have other options. They can you know, sure or in, do my research online. <laughs> I'm gonna go ask one of those librarians because they're mean. so mean. Yeah, and that that was kind of the stereotype <laughs> of years ago that the librarians were only there to say shh. And things like that while you went through your card catalog. So, uh, well, this has been great, Dean Jones. Thank you thank for you. letting us know about uh, communicating change, communicating empathy, uh, having fun, and just serving your clientele, your public, uh, with empathy and going in above and beyond. So, thank you very much. Thank you.